Meanwhile, let's talk about construction. As we you know, launch into what could be um, a housing boom right now with our increased immigration, but the construction companies are in trouble and they're hurting and they're fighting back. So the construction companies that built Transmission Gully are now suing Wakakotahi NZTA over the project. And by the way, one of them is also involved with the dispute about a metro centre in Christchurch. Now look, Transmission Gully is open. Uh, the project, though, is still unfinished. It has missed multiple opening dates and cost nearly twice as much as predicted. And Waka he says, there is disagreement about the outstanding work and standards that need to be met for the project to be finished, uh, aligning along with the contract that was signed back in the, at the very start of it. And by the sound of it, there's still heaps to be done. Uh, highway connections and pavements and recreational tracks and maintenance, and some of it's slumping anyway. Infrastructure New Zealand Chief Executive Nick Leggett joins me now. Hello, Nick. Hi, Andrew. Um, how do you go about situations like this? Because it's obvious that construction costs have just blown out over longer projects, even shorter projects. Uh, it is obvious that Waka Kotahi and the construction companies went into this in good faith and didn't expect it to blow out. So how do you deal with this thing? Well, I mean, you deal with it as it's being dealt with through the courts. But I do think with Transmission Gully, there were some specific issues. And, you know, I, I liken this to uh, when, um, you know, there's a, a, an aircraft crash. It's not one thing usually that causes the crash. It's a litany of mistakes, or miscommunications or faulty equipment. And in the case of Transmission Galley, I, I mean, I think you go back to, you know, when the project was first uh, costed, the uh, you know the the estimate was sort of eight hundred million. I don't think anybody now believes that it was eight hundred million even back then. And then you add the cost escalations of our COVID world and uh, all the increases that we felt in our households and that mm. and, and businesses. And you know you've now got a project that's what I think on the books at about one point six billion. And so that that's that's one problem. And and there were problems and there were miscommunications all through those construction. Stages, and you know, frankly, I think that we've got to do infrastructure better in New Zealand, Andrew. This is the this is the lesson from Transmission Gully. We need to build more. We've got a massive two hundred billion dollar infrastructure deficit. We've got to be better at renewing the assets we've got and making more of what we've got. But to do that, we've got to have a mature government that actually, when it enters into a public-private partnership, as it did, and as and we should do more of those, by the way. But when it does that, it's got the maturity and the expertise to negotiate a contract on behalf of New Zealanders and on behalf of taxpayers that gets the best value for money and that well, doesn't, you know, isn't, isn't, doesn't, isn't stuck with fish hooks through it. Yeah, true. But they would say that they did because through the tender process, they got the lowest price probably that they could have got. They would have negotiated on. what they thought was because they, they're against wasteful government spending. So they heard the well, 800 and they said, right, oh, you bid that, let's go. Yeah, but if it's eight hundred million and it's you know a one point two billion dollar project, who wins out of that? Nobody, as we're as we're discovering now. So it's not lowest. I mean, this is part of our problem as well. We drive the cost of everything down, rather than understanding that often you need to make an investment in these mega projects. We don't have a lot of experience in these mega projects as well. So we do need to grow our expertise on the government side of these negotiations and get the model right. I think that's the other thing. Public-private partnerships are a good concept, particularly at the moment, where 
we've got massive government debt and we need to continue to build for our economic and social progress and better productivity in New Zealand, but the government's balance sheet is pretty stretched. So if we can get funding from alternative, uh, you know, alternative funders and, and we can find different ways of potentially of generating the, some of the revenue to, to, to pay for those, you think about things like road pricing and toll roads, then we should do that. But the system, particularly on the government side, but actually also across into the private sector, the system needs to improve and it needs to shape up. And well, you know, this, these models work really well in other places. New Zealand can do that too. But we, uh, because we've, we, all, we all know we've got to do better and we've got to build more. Um, but we, we, this is unfortunately um, a case where, and, I, and by the way, I don't blame the people who are in, who are at Wakakotahi now facing this. This is the system. You know, there are there are. There's not one person to blame. This is actually a massive project that is now open and doing a great job for the Wellington region, might I add. <laughs> yeah. But um, it's 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 we've just got to improve the way we we we. We well, here's negotiate and understand what we're getting. Okay, so here, here, here is the thing. Uh, it's an Australian company who was involved with Transmission Gully. It's an Australian company that was involved with the Metro Centre in Christchurch. Overseas investors will be taking a look at all of these cases and going, well, you know, dealing with New Zealand reputationally, it damages yeah. us, doesn't it? Oh, you're, you're absolutely right. It, it, what we, you know, we do have to think about ourselves as being an attractive client. That's what I'm talking partly about, that, that maturity. So, and we, the expertise often in these cases, at least part of the expertise, lies offshore, but not always. We, 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 you know, a lot of it exists in New Zealand, and, and, it, and it will continue to grow that locally. But you're right. I mean, we, we have to be a, a destination for people to want to invest and to help us build and to bring expertise that, to help us do things that we haven't done before. Um, and that is, um, that's a key part of this. So I think for, you know, we all want this resolved quickly. Um, but we want to take the learnings, recognise that it's far from perfect, but take the learnings, get the project finished, and then readjust when the next big project comes along because there will be more of them, particularly with the incoming government. Yep. There will be bigger things to build, yep. and we want to know that actually there's capability on the side of the government to get the right um, get the right deal for New Zealand and get the project efficiently built for, um, you know, for the price that was named at the start. Good stuff. Nick Leggett, Infrastructure New Zealand Chief Executive Officer. Uh, thank you for your time today. Um, uh, a text through almost all construction contracts have arbitration clauses in them. Disputes are always common. All large infrastructure projects are less well-managed. End in arguments. Google Wembley Stadium. For more from Heather Duplessy Allen Drive, listen live to News Talk ZB from 4 p.m. weekdays or follow the podcast on iHeartRadio.